Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on SportsGrid for hour number two. Of the early line, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright side on a Wednesday morning, taking a look at the results last night from college basketball. And the big one certainly felt, Donnie, that it came from the Big Ten, Wisconsin, your Big Ten regular season champion, upsetting Purdue, sweeping Purdue 70 to 67. An outrageous bank shot almost at the buzzer gives Wisconsin this victory as a three-point home dog. What did you make of this game here from the Badgers? Yeah, Wisconsin had a nice lead in this game, and all of a sudden, Purdue comes all the way back and looks like they had the momentum at the end of the game, but a couple big shots from Wisconsin down the stretch helped them carry it, and it would have been interesting to see, Kevin, if that game would have went to overtime, but a crazy bank shot with, what, oh, just over one second to go in the game lifted them to victory, and here's what I like, too, Kevin, because, you know, I was, I was at a little bit of slander in this. Wouldn't it have been awesome mm-hmm. if it was 1.2 seconds left to go, and you could have just called a timeout and got a free three-point shot on the opposite end to try to tie the game up? No! That's why college basketball is one of the greatest sports on earth because Wisconsin made a shot and deserved to win as opposed to getting penalized by a timeout that would move the basketball into the front court. But outside of that, Wisconsin said it again last week. One of those teams, Kevin, when you get into March Madness, this isn't the team that I want to play. Slow it down a little bit, play really good defense, make the appropriate passes, be a mm-hmm. smart basketball team, and look at them here. 15-4 and four in conference play in Big Ten, Big Ten action. Let's see what they do in the conference tournament and see how high they can line themselves coming into March Madness on Selection Sunday. Wisconsin's odds to win a national championship have continued to climb, climb, and climb. Now at 50-1. to one. For me, the intrigue, though, comes on the Purdue side. Right now, 16-1. to one. This team is not a national championship contender. I don't know how long you want. I don't know typically how long people make their list. Maybe say, oh, there's three teams. Maybe say eight teams, 10 teams, 12. I don't care. They're not on the list. You are absolutely not going to go out there and win a national championship with a defense that ranks outside of the top 100 in the country. And you might say, oh, giving up 70 to Wisconsin, that's nothing to hang your head about there. Certainly over the Wisconsin team total, right? Going out there and getting you 70 Mm -hmm. points 
on the board or right around it, give or take. And the reality for Purdue is their defense is so bad that despite having the number one offensive efficiency in the country, when they have those bumps in the road, they're always giving up enough points to allow their counterpart to put them on notice. This team lost last year in the first round. They're probably going to do enough to get themselves a good enough seed to avoid a loss in the first round. But, Donnie, we looked at Purdue the other day. We talked about potential one seeds. How is this team a potential one seed here? I mean, they've got six losses inside the Big Ten. Stop the madness on all this love for the Big Ten here. It's a good conference. It's not the best in the country. And all in all, this Purdue team is not worthy of a one seed when we get to March. No, we always talk about how efficient that offense is. Well, it need a little bit more offensive efficiency than 67 points going up against Wisconsin. But I think you're correct here. There's a lot of expectations here on Purdue that we've had throughout the season. It may be unfair here because they're still a really good basketball team and the AP is still in the mm-hmm. top 10. And they do have the talent to make a run in March Madness. But it's one of those where maybe we expected more, right? 13 and mm-hmm. 6, not being able to get it done at this point. Even though it's a very good record in a pretty solid Big Ten But you're also looking at heading into, I want to see how they close the season, how they do in their conference tournament, because that's going to tell you a lot. This is one of those teams, Kevin, where I think people are waiting to jump back on the bandwagon. And if you give Purdue the Big Ten championship in Mm -hmm. conference tournament play, a lot of people are going to be back on their bandwagon betting them to win in March Madness as well. Radio audience rolling with us on this Wednesday. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside talking about some of the big results from college basketball. Let me slide Villanova-Providence in here, Donnie. And give Villanova credit, 76-74. They win this game. They sweep Providence. Uh, only team that beat Providence twice this year certainly is, you know, they, they actually make up 50% of Providence's losses on the season. But, Donnie, I don't understand what they're doing with this Providence number. I mean, they moved up to 60-1 to to win a national championship. Since then, they smashed Creighton and lost by two at Villanova, and they've dropped back to 90-1. to What What is it that Providence does here, Donnie, where they go out there, put forward a very impressive loss, and somehow it, it dings up their resume on an odds board? Yeah, I don't understand it. And I guess, I don't know, it's just the people that are betting against them. And I don't know why at this point. Oh, they're a really lucky team. Well, maybe they just win close games because they have a good basketball coach and a team that's tough on the court. And you take a look at game, the case in point last night. The motivation was the factor, right? Oh, a 10-point line. We both said it early on the show yesterday on the early line. Hey, I'm leaning towards taking the points. Went on Gabe yesterday, Gabe and Cam's show, Game Time Decisions. And I said, it's way too many points. And we all agreed. And then at halftime, hey, maybe it wasn't way too many points. And they didn't care. But you also have to take a look at Al Durham missed that game yesterday. A key contributor to that Providence team. And they fought all the way back. Looked like they cared in the second half, dropping almost 50 points against a pretty good Villanova defense. But you're right. I don't understand the slander where how can you look at these guys playing basketball games? games and say, you know what, after these performances over the past month and a half, I don't trust Providence? I don't understand it either, Kevin. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. I just think that 90-1, to they're still being slandered and undervalued here in the national championship market. We have a couple of games to preview for you coming up in the SEC. Uh, Arkansas LSU is going to be a fun one to break down, no doubt. But also, we'll talk about Kansas losing at TCU. Is this team a legitimate contender? And also Arizona pouring it on at USC. All next right here on Sports. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on SportsGrid. DRS, let's start with this TCU upset over yes. Kansas. Yesterday, we were trying to preview those big yeah. teams in action. Kentucky, Duke, Houston. We're like, who could possibly go down? Kansas looked the most vulnerable as they were on the road, laying the shortest number, held to 64 points against the Horn Frogs, and lose this game by double digits. Not what you're looking for here. If you're the Kansas Jayhawks trying to keep yourselves in range for that one line here, what did you make of Kansas's loss to TCU? Well, this is why college basketball is great. And the whole, oh, you know, there's too many teams in the regular season. doesn't matter. They play too many. Come on. Look at the case in point, which we talked about yesterday with TCU. What would happen if TCU beat Kansas back-to-back games where they're hanging on by a thread to make it to the tournament? Now coming off back-to-back games, beating Texas Tech and Kansas and have a chance to go on the road and knock off Kansas at the fog? They're going to get in the tournament here. So that's what I took out of this one because, you know, you didn't anticipate this. If you're a TCU backer, right, you're a TCU fan. So, okay, ending the season here, Mm -hmm. we're going to play Texas, who's a ranked opponent. We lost to them. We're going to play Texas Tech, who is a ranked opponent. We're probably going to lose to them. Then we got back-to-back games with Kansas. That sounds like four losses in a row. We're not making the tournament. But now they Mm -hmm. beat Texas Tech and beat Kansas. And if they show up in Lawrence and play another good basketball game, they're a shoo-in to make it in here. That's what I took out of this game more so, Kevin, than looking at Kansas going like, what is going on? Maybe you're just reaching the end of the road in a tired season. You need to regroup by the time you get into conference tournament action. But I took way more away from this game where TCU legitimately has a shouting distance chance of getting into the tournament. And if they beat Kansas coming up next, they're in the tournament. No doubt about it. I think they might have even done enough with this win here they might versus have. Kansas yeah, at home. They might have. I, I think it's certainly yeah. possible here, right? I mean, I know if they played the Big Ten, they'd be like a four seed. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think TCU has done themselves a, a huge favor here. But on the other side, for Kansas now, I mean, you're mm-hmm. looking at 
to get a one seed, I think you have to win out. Obviously, you're going to have to beat TCU. You're closing it out, home versus Texas. That would be a big boost. And then you win the Big 12 tournament, we can have that conversation, Donnie, depending how you know other teams play out here. But if you're Kansas, right? Again, we still anticipate Gonzaga will hold one of those spots. Winner of an SEC tournament, if it's Kentucky or Auburn, would have a huge, huge opportunity. Arizona, very, very live to grab one of those. Duke, Kansas, Baylor. Kansas, Donnie, very well could win out and still not land on the one line. They really, really hurt themselves here with this loss versus TCU. A team we just mentioned, Arizona, 20-point dominant victory versus USC. They hang 91 on this team on the road. The kind of win, Donnie, that if you're somebody that's holding an Arizona ticket, you're smiling ear to ear. And in fact, you gain some value because Arizona jumps back to the second choice on the board. Their lowest price all season. Now at plus 600 to win the national championship. Yeah, and it's going to get fun to see a play out. And also, Kevin, we talk about some games that took place last night, which were interesting, but probably shouldn't have been for any reason. Duke Blue Devils, 86 to 56 over Pittsburgh. We talked about this high spread for Duke. I actually said, you know what? Probably more likely to be a team total for Pittsburgh, maybe an under for the game. Well, Duke scored 86 mm-hmm. points, basically carrying them themselves. 36 to 19. If you were betting the under that game, you're feeling pretty good at that point. But you had an offensive explosion at basically both teams in the second half to go over. And the reason I bring this up here is, again, that same point Kevin that Duke each and every year is usually on everybody's tip of their tongue going hey national championship chance coach K first round draft picks you know no doubt in my mind they're not any sleeper teams why does it feel like Duke a top five team in the country not getting a ton of respect just yet handled their business which they were supposed to against Pitt but you sort of have that out clause like hey maybe not so much focused on the road and against a bad Pitt team now they got to come home and play against UNC to end the season see if they can wrap up an ACC championship but at the same time I love that win. That's a 30-point win. This is a focused basketball team that maybe, even though it is Duke, still flying a little bit under the radar. Yeah, I think you might be onto something there. And right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, there's this selection specials market. Currently, it's about will they, won't they make the tournament. But yesterday, there were locked odds around would team who would be the one seeds, Donnie. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see yeah. a price on Duke because, look, this is a team, when you look at their losses inside ACC play, by two versus Miami, by one versus Florida mm-hmm. State, and by yep. one versus Virginia. I mean, yep. margins away from an unbeaten run there during SC or ACC play. Their other loss was versus Ohio State by five on the road. This team has a win over Gonzaga, a win over Kentucky here. Uh, really, the only downfall maybe is that it's just not a very strong season for the ACC but if Duke wins out, I have ever Donnie, how are they not on the one line? Yeah, they will be on the one line if they win out. So if they take the, you know, you still have a big game coming up Saturday night. They get past that and win their conference tournament. No doubt about that in my mind, 100%, yeah. Kevin, there'll be a one line for the tournament. And it'll be interesting. And it, this is also the why I'm so, I try to wait for the bracket personally. Like if you're betting early, early season, but at this point, because Donnie, if you're all of a sudden, you know, you have a piece of Gonzaga and Duke ends up the two in their bracket. Oh, that's not exactly what I was. I was I was looking for a Kansas. Yeah. I was looking for a Purdue, a team that I think Gonzaga would be able to handle a lot more. Let me talk about the selection specials market right now, though, as it pertains mm-hmm. to one game that is on this board. Indiana yeah. to make the tournament. Minus 140, yes. 
double bubble game as they play Rutgers today, who is one of those teams that is just entirely being lifted up by the value being placed on the Big Ten. Current, again, just to use bracketology for a reference, as of yesterday, had them as the very, very last team to enter the tournament here. Feels like a game, DRS, that both teams absolutely need to have. What do you make of this game between Indiana and Rutgers? Yeah, high-stress environment, right? And you're talking – it's a great you know, segue in there to make the tournament at the FanDuel Sportsbook minus 140. It almost feels like that's basically like a money line on this game because if Indiana beats Rutgers here, that gives them the thumb up on Rutgers, who both of these teams probably close on that bubble. Let's take a look at why this game actually makes sense for me to an under because you hear me use the moniker, styles make fights. This is a very interesting one here because I don't think either team matches up well with either side of the equation. If we take a look at Rutgers' offense here, ninth overall in Big Ten play and efficiency – and if we take a look at Indiana on defense, they're actually number one in conference play at defensive efficiency. Rutgers also on the defensive end, very good in conference play, fourth overall. Let's take a look here at what these teams like to do. Rutgers offense, shooting volume, Kevin, from the three-point range, 12th in conference play. So say, okay, they don't really shoot it all that much, but they shoot it at a decent clip. Take a look at Indiana here. They're 13th in conference play, Kevin, at letting you shoot the three-point three point shot. So if you're Rutgers, I would like to see that more of like a fourth best or fifth best or, you know, third best team in conference play at volume shooting, which they don't do that. So let's take a look at the point distribution for Rutgers. They like to score inside the paint. Actually, number two in conference play at point distribution at scoring off of the three-point line. Here's the issue. 13th in conference play out of 14 teams at letting you shoot inside, Kevin, is Indiana. So that matchup doesn't make all that much sense where it's almost like oil and water at that point. So then you take a look at Indiana's offense versus Rutgers' defense. Same thing. Indiana's offense, 14th, Kevin, in conference play at volume from the three-point line. The reason why this is big also, Rutgers lets you shoot the three-point shot. So we have a side where Indiana doesn't shoot all that well from three-point range, doesn't shoot a lot, and Rutgers is asking you to do that. So let's go down to the point distribution inside the arc, Kevin. Third in conference play in Indiana, scoring inside the arc. You know who's 11th at defending it, not letting you score inside the arc? Is Rutgers. So if I'm looking at both of these equations here, nothing really fits. I automatically turn to an under in this game and also mm -hmm. ratchet it up intensity. This game means a lot for both of these two teams. Maybe you get a little bit stagnant over the final five minutes here. And also, just to reemphasize again, that minus 140 number for Indiana to make it, plus 106 to miss. I said Rutgers, you know, the most recent edition of Bracketology was the last team in. Indiana was second yeah. to last to get in yep. to this uh, most recent edition here. Feels like it could be an elimination game. Because, again, it's you don't need to put the entire Big Ten in the tournament <laughs> there. A couple of other college games we'll get to. Some NBA preview as well. This is the early line on sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tonight's college basketball card is SEC heavy. Four ranked teams from the SEC in action. The biggest one, Donnie, looks like Arkansas and LSU, the number 14 team in the country, Arkansas, and now unranked LSU team. You're also seeing Mississippi State catch three and a half points from Auburn, who have been terrible at covering numbers on the road, especially in conference. And then Bama lays double digits to Texas A&M at home. Of those three SEC games, Donnie, which one catches your eye the most? Yeah, I think the Auburn-Mississippi State game, Auburn should be able to roll in that game. But if you're talking about like catching the eye frame here, LSU and Arkansas, because I guess Arkansas might be that adopted program here on the early line that we're really watching towards March Madness. And I feel like I've been talking about them so much over the past week and a half as one of those teams that are under the radar now starting to get the attention of everybody. Why? Because they keep winning and winning in big environments here. This is a great basketball team, number one in a tough SEC in overall defensive efficiency. And they're going to line up today against LSU and I think they win this game and also one of the key ingredients here that sometimes we don't look at so much is you know I talk about free throw line excuse me the three-point line inside the arc but getting to the line makes a lot of sense LSU does have a very good defense but they foul more than anybody in SEC play and if we're taking a look at where that might be a difference getting to the line tonight in a close game Arkansas should be able to handle the business against LSU but more or less the reason why it catches my eye is because I'm waiting on Arkansas I want to see what they do to close out the SEC what they do in the SEC Mm -hmm. tournament and they're going to be a real factor and I feel like I'm going to be betting them in some way shape or form coming into March Madness here Kevin the one game that I'm a little more interested in is I mean look they're all very interesting the Bama game to me it's either it's and I don't know if you go over the 153 or just take the Texas A&M team total A&M seven and two to the over on the road so far this season Bama has struggled to cover this year at home especially certainly as a favorite and we've seen A&M be good as a dog here I expect them to score the only hesitation is ever just leaving out an Alabama offense which does have the ability to legitimately hang 90 and when you have a total like a 153 if you obviously Bama can really, really carry a load like that. But that game looks interesting there. The college basketball card will certainly fill out, as will the NBA board. I wanted to bring up, DRS, just a couple of the results from last night, and then we'll preview today's uh, slate here. Some fun stuff from the player props world around these superstars that will be in action tonight. But the Lakers, Donnie, with another result that is – Very, very difficult to digest, I think, because the Lakers went out there and found themselves down by as much as 21 points in this game. They were getting absolutely blown out 
in the first half. They were trailing by 15. This was a team that gave up 71 points in the first half. And then they won the third quarter by 17. They held Dallas to 14 third quarter points and went into the fourth with a lead, yet still came up short and lost this basketball game here. The Lakers in their three games since the break, right there versus the Clippers, right there versus the Mavericks, sandwiched in between absolutely being embarrassed by the New Orleans Pelicans here. At times, they show signs of life, Donnie, but it's just never consistent enough, and it never seems to be out of the starting gate here. Any reaction from this Lakers loss? Yeah, it's, I think we sort of expected it, right? They were underdogs in the game, and LeBron James would have to have a massive game, which, again, you're saying about 26, 12, and 5. Ah, not good enough to actually get a win when you're at home, which is crazy to think about. Is it going to be too little too late for the Los Angeles Lakers? Anthony Davis coming back from injury. And the reason I bring that up is, are they a little bit lucky, talking about the Lakers here getting into the play-in, where the Portland Trailblazers basically gave up on the season? Mm -hmm. Let's just say if they don't make some of these moves that they've actually made here and put Nurkic on ice for the rest of the season, i got to be honest with you. I'm not so sure the Lakers even make the play-in with LeBron James or if Anthony Davis comes back for the final two weeks of the season. But the fact of the matter is, the play-in, as you're right, we talked about it earlier, saving LeBron James and the Lakers from actually missing the playoffs in the NBA certainly wants them in it here. How long they'll stay in it certainly is going to be determined. But I got a feeling here, if some of these teams that make these changes, the Lakers will be out of the 10 spot, which would be unfathomable to think about at the beginning of this NBA season. For me, DRS, um, I, I struggle to think that they're going to relinquish a spot here in the play-in. But you are right, by the way. When the, when the Blazers traded off, I said one of the big winners of that trade was the Los Angeles Lakers. Kind of one of the dominoes that ended up falling, though, was the New Orleans Pelicans having a bit of confidence that they could get into the play-in. And, you know, adding C.J. McCollum, which has put a little bit more heat probably on the Lakers. But ultimately here, you look at this result. And what stands out, aside from Russell Westbrook continuing to be absolutely horrid at basketball, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, and a plus 7. Around an absolute pile of garbage, LeBron James is still LeBron James. And listen, I'm not going to come on here and tell you that this team is going to go out there and win a championship because I can't even guarantee you that this team goes out there and makes the postseason. But to me, Donnie, where I'm at on evaluating these Lakers games is, hey, did LeBron do anything fun, and will they still be in the play-in? And that's the extent of it. And we'll see what the starting lineups are when you get to the play-in at this point. Because I have confidence, Donnie, that LeBron is LeBron. The rest of the roster is obviously a joke. But I don't know what else you're supposed to take away from these games. They don't show up to the first half. They have big third quarters, and then they ultimately collapse in the fourth, and then they usually will throw you a horrible game somewhere in between. It will see what the starting lineup is when they line up for the play-in game when they're there. You're right, and I like to talk to longtime Laker fans such as yourself. Like, you know, growing no, up, you know, Magic Johnson, maybe throwback Couldn't jersey, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, LeBron you know, you had those titles early on, and then LeBron comes to town. What happens? Now. Yeah, but what happens when LeBron James moves on? You being a longtime Laker fan, where no. do you go from here at this point if he wants to move on? Psh, can't, 
I can't wait to go somewhere else. I look forward to it, man. Back to Cleveland. I was wearing a Cleveland beanie the other day. You know, bust that one out of the closet. You want to go back to South Beach DRS? I got plenty of items for that. And listen, I love jerseys. I mean, we want to, we want to, listen, I think Charlotte jerseys are nice. LeBron could save MJ's legacy a little bit because we Ooh. know how damaged that is. If LeBron, I mean, what are some other jerseys that would, I would look quite dashing in, Donnie? I mean, you think I could wear the, the purple Sacramento Kings quite nicely and the King could be on the Kings? I mean, we could make yeah, that Arden, pop. Lebron, MB, I mean, listen, LeBron. Oh, yeah, LeBron could certainly help Clutch. those two out there cross the finish line. Listen. I'm sure Rich Paul and Daryl Morey could have themselves a swell uh -huh. conversation. Oh, Donnie, don't think I'm not ready to pack up and move on here, man. I mean, we're ready to get going. I'm not worried one bit about it. Oh, man, was, I'm telling you, it's, it's, I, I thought you were just stuck it out with the Lakers just like you've been doing no. for the past 25 years. It's no, no, no longer. that's, that's not true. Uh, no, here, listen, here's the thing, man. DRS is, in high, is a high-level needler. doesn't bother me one bit, man. I truly... Uh, I hope LeBron packs it up and leaves, and it's just a whole bunch of losses for that Lakers franchise, like mo most franchises that LeBron leaves. Sorry, you should have been more appreciative while he was there. <laughs> Lakers fans spray paint. Yeah, the Lakers deserve to lose every king single of LA. season after LeBron leaves. Hey, and, he, and he is, man. And he is. Or was it, was it Kawhi Leonard? Is he still on the Clippers? Yeah. Donnie, do we know? Did he secretly get traded to some team we don't even know, man? I mean, Donnie, what's the most recent Kawhi Leonard update out there? I mean, the best update probably was last off, so it was last playoff run where Kawhi Leonard is up in a booth, and I believe it was Mike Breen going, Kawhi Leonard so excited by the comeback, man. He didn't even crack a smile when the Clippers were running down the barrel of another victory here. Yeah, where is what is Kawhi doing? Are we getting? Is he shooting jump shots in the gym? Is he taking planes to other cities? I need an update. Uh, yeah, my favorite personal uh, run of Dennis? that Kawhi playoffs is when they said Kawhi questionable to return, also will not be <laughs> yeah. traveling with the team to the yeah. game. I mean, well, that doesn't. Yes. And then he had apparently a torn late. ACL. But he, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I mean, it is incredible to watch. Might as well bring up Nani, another result here. Uh, the yeah. Brooklyn Nets grabbed themselves a cover. Uh, so a little bit surprisingly against the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. They almost grabbed themselves a win, which would have been a nightmare. But it was 109-108 for Toronto. I don't know, is this every other kind of performance here from Brooklyn enough to say, man, when they're fully healthy, they still deserve to be the favorites in the Eastern Conference? I, I don't know. And there's such the, this is the most odd, you know, talk about the FanDuel Sportsbook and just about anybody, like where you're pricing the Nets. The team absolutely stinks, but we're pricing them as the top five in the market to win the NBA because of what their potential could possibly be. And another night yesterday without your top superstars, it was actually interesting because Toronto had a nice lead in this game. Look like, hey, they're going to end up blowing this team out. But the Brooklyn mm -hmm. Nets had a lead and end up blowing that late in the fourth quarter. So nice win for the Toronto Raptors. But again, for the Nets, one of those teams, Toronto, even though they covered last night, I still don't want anything to do with them until they get right. Here's the thing, though, Donnie, right? As we, like, I talked about that under 44 and a half. They've lost three of their first four mm -hmm. games since the break. I yeah. cannot believe the one that they won was at Milwaukee. Donnie, the next game is home versus Miami. No, Ky I mean, unless Durant comes back, you're a monster dog in the basketball game. Then you go to Boston. Again, if no Durant, even if Kyrie's out there, 
You're a sizable dog in that Isn't game. Isn't he supposed to be back this week? Isn't Durant supposed to be back this week? Why don't you have any updates? It's Wednesday. Isn't this week this week? So shouldn't he be like <laughs> game time decision to play? We don't get any info? I'm going to the Nets Heat game, Donnie. I'd like to know if, if, if OKD is going to show up there. I mean, I'll, I'll bring out the megaphone and don't you have a radio start show that slander up. All these games. No, man. You getting all what these are you, things what what do you? Yeah, no, no, no. But they left I, you on I, the radio. We, that's why we changed that schedule, man, so I can go attend huh. events and be out in nah. the mix with the people. Up next, take it or leave it. Some star player props in the association on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bucks Heat begins our NBA preview. Milwaukee at home laying a four spot. To the Miami Heat, the total for this one, 226 and a half. DRS, when you're looking at the numbers lining up here for this game, is this a spot to back the Bucks? I would say yes, it's a spot to back the Bucks. I don't know. Look, I'm usually a Bucks hater at this point, but every time we bring up the Bucks, it seems like I'm backing them in certain instances here. But again, the Milwaukee Bucks are supposed to get it together on their home court. Is it a surprise if the Bucks win this game? No. So you probably think if the Bucks are going to win, they're going to cover the four and a half points. So I'm going to lean in that same direction. They have the best player on the basketball court. That's Giannis. They are at home. You want to sort of gain mm. some momentum before the playoffs hit here. Now's the perfect time to get started with a win over the Miami Heat. And that's the way I'm going to go. For me, DRS, I would be trying to take the points here with the Miami Heat. They've played Milwaukee twice. Ooh. They've beat them both times. They're 9-5 and five against the number as an away dog here. But also, Donnie, I like this total tonight. We've seen Milwaukee's offense look good post-break. 123 in their loss to Brooklyn. 130 versus Charlotte. And Miami, the best over percentage as a dog in the entire NBA at 72%, 13-5 over when an underdog. One thing, Donnie, from the props market that I know a lot of people will have their eye on is Giannis Antetokounmpo, points, rebounds, and assists. The number right now sits at 46 
and a half. DRS against this, and it's moved up a little bit, it looks like, from 45 and a half. Take it or leave it, Donnie. Giannis over his points, rebounds, and assists. Doesn't it seem like value is in the eye of the beholder where you get anything south of 50? You're seemingly taking yourself in those Giannis point ranges. Now, I did have him around that 49 and a half the other night. Only got up to 48, so I just missed it. And I think he's going to just miss it again in this game because when you take a look at the Miami Heat, grimy team. They know it's a big game in the Eastern Conference. They're the team looking to tie down the number one seed and hold off the Milwaukee Bucks. But you're going to get a strong effort. And just one of those principles, Kevin, that we talk about not taking prop plays against the Miami Heat sort of seems to, you know, fit that, you know, model for me. But also, let me take a look here because I know we're talking about Giannis. Real quick, Bobby Portis in this game. The reason I bring him up is somebody's going to have to score. If the Miami Heat are going to be focused in on Giannis, take a look at the three-point shots here by Bobby Portis coming out of the All-Star break. Do you know over those two games, Kevin, he shot 21 combined three-point shots and made 12 of those? His points Ooh. prop here for, excuse me, three points prop made is now two and a half. How many times have we seen Portis? One and a half in that range. A half to start the season. He's now priced at over two and a half at a plus 140 number. He's going to get a lot of three-point looks here. Riding the hot hand, maybe Bobby Portis is the right ticket here. But getting back to Giannis, he'll be right around that number as he usually is. But tonight, Kevin, I'm not going to take his number to the over on points, rebounds, and assists. It is fascinating to see the level of respect the Miami Heat have earned as it pertains to this number. Giannis averaged 51.3 points, rebounds, and assists in the month of February. He went over this 45 and a half, 46.5 number both games, you know, post All-Star break. But if you look at his sample size versus Miami this season, 27 points, rebounds, and assists. 25 points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, not even getting close to the number. It's a leave it here. Miami has earned that respect here in this game. Taking a look, Donnie, at another big one in the Eastern Conference. It's the Sixers and the Knicks. The Philadelphia 76ers in two games with James Harden look as good as any team in the NBA, winning both, covering both, and double overs so far Double-digit number here at home, 222.5 for Harden's Philly debut. Yeah, I'm looking at points in this game. I think it makes a lot of sense to go over the 222 and a half. But also, we talk about so many times you equate this to other sports, the Yankee tax in Major League Baseball. You want to take the Yankees, you're going to play an extra 10 cents just because of the Yankees and everybody is betting on them. Doesn't it feel like tonight, like, is anybody out there going, I really want to take the New York Knicks against James Harden, Joel Embiid in the home debut of James Harden, the city of brotherly love, where they are ramped up, ready to go, as if this is game one of the NBA Finals. The Sixers should win this game, but from a points perspective there, I don't know if I want to lay the 10 and a half. Even though the Sixers probably should win that and win it by margin. They just did that on Sunday up in the Garden in that matinee game. It was a close game all the way through where the Sixers actually pulled that game out late and really ran away with it. But I'm looking more from a points perspective. I would be shocked if the Philadelphia 76ers don't end up with at least 115 points in this game. So maybe a team total mm -hmm. for the Philadelphia 76ers. But the Knicks also, they showed some metal in that last game. They were beating the Philadelphia 76ers off the dribble and getting to the rack at will. And I think that might continue in this game tonight i'm looking more from a total in this game kevin from a side perspective more than understandable there sixers have not only played two straight overs with harden but four straight overall same exact mark for the knicks the knicks have only covered one of their last 10 basketball games here wow. it is a big number 
feels like the kind of game, Donnie, that's perfect for player performance doubles, whether you go, you know, for a Joel Embiid double-double in a Philly win. It's a little expensive, but it's minus 140, which takes down a minus 590 money line there. A couple of ways you can play it, but I'm sure, Donnie, again, people are going to be lining up on Joel Embiid and James Harden props here. Let's start with Embiid, DRS. Take it or leave it. Over 30 and a half points for the front runner for the MVP, who, by the way, became the first player all season long to go to minus money to win the uh, MVP now at minus 110, over under 30 and a half. Yeah, there's that demarcation line, the 30 number, right? You feel a lot more confident if it's 29 and a half, like, ooh, 30 and a half. I don't know if he can get in that range. He's going to get into that range. His usage rate is going to be high. Joel Embiid knows the stage, and he knows the spotlight is the brightest tonight, that it's going to be probably at this point of a season over the past couple seasons in Philadelphia. The excitement level for this game, he is going to deliver, and so will James Harden this game. But from a points perspective, you're not getting much value now when you take a look at a Joel Embiid points prop over 30 points, which means mm-hmm. he's going to have to get to 31 points to cash that ticket. But the one thing I know about Joel Embiid, this isn't one of those games, Kevin, where I'm going to be looking in the fourth quarter going, man, he's really going to finish this game with 21 points. Sometimes yeah. all you can ask for, Kevin, is a chance at these prop totals. And no doubt in my mind, Joel Embiid is going to be at least in the high 20s in this game. So I'm going to go ahead, big spotlight, big game performer. He gets into the 30s tonight and cashes in on that ticket. Embiid has smashed both games that he's played with James Harden. These two have instant chemistry. Harden gets him the basketball. And at 30 and a half, listen, I I get it. But, Donnie, I mean, he had, you know, look at what he did right before the break, right? Against Cleveland 40, that awful game versus Boston where they were blown out. Sure, he had 19. 42 versus Milwaukee, 34 Minnesota, 37 versus the Knicks. He's just back to absolutely smashing this number here. And I would take it over the 30 and a half. Harden, Donnie, I think this is interesting to watch because that first game in a Sixer uniform, nine and a half, very, very light juice on his assist prop. Now, ten and a half at minus 134 to the over for Harden assists. Take it or leave it, DRS. Yeah, I'm going to take it as well. And, and I know sometimes you're not really betting on emotion at this point, but these players know the biggest stage here. It's not as like, hey, I need to hit a home run in this at bat. Well, maybe yeah. you don't get a pitch. James Harden is going to have the ball in his hands 75% of this basketball game, and he's going to put on a show tonight. So if we're taking a look here at Joel Embiid having a big night and let's just say getting 35 points, you know, he's going to probably feed him at least five of those assists there. It's going to be coming from James Harden. And we talk about so much for the Philadelphia 76ers and bench players throughout the NBA and even in college basketball. Bench players typically play better at home. So if we're going to be having wide open jump shots from the corner for, you know, a Danny Green or a Furkan Korkmaz or George's Niang, those balls are going to go down at home here. James Harden, I would be surprised, Kevin, doesn't reach double-digit assists in this game. So I'm going to also go mm-hmm. over the total in this one as well. For me, the Harden number, I'd rather, I think, DRS try maybe bring the rebounds and assists into the fold there. His triple-double mm-hmm. number is uh, plus 250. But, Donnie, it's 18.5 for the rebounds plus assists. I don't know how yeah. I feel about his points tonight, which is 24.5. But, Donnie, he's had, he had 20 in the first game versus Minnesota and then 26 versus the Knicks. He's just going to continue to 
do it all here. And I like that, of course, if he does get Donnie that triple-double, you're automatically at 20, which automatically puts you in a winning situation. Another number I wanted to ask you about here, Donnie, an interesting game between the Charlotte Hornets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite as they've been struggling a little bit post-break. The Hornets have been struggling, it feels like, for a while. But one of your favorite markets is always that double-double. And LaMelo Ball's number is plus 250. The kind of player that could do it with assists, could do it with rebounds. Obviously, you feel secure that he's going to get you double-digit points there. Take it or leave it, DRS, at a plus 250 price, the LaMelo Ball double-double. I think I need a little bit more from LaMelo Ball on a plus 250 price. You get me around that 350 range, I might be biting on this. And this is to say that LaMelo Ball can't do that. But if I'm looking for LaMelo Ball from a betting perspective, sure. Can he get 20 points and 10 rebounds? Yep, 20 points or 10 assists. We've seen it before. But I almost be more confident tonight, Kevin, in taking this game with maybe a points, rebounds, and assists. Because every once in a while you look at these games, you don't, I don't even want to say outsmart yourself. Like, what would you rather take from LaMelo Ball, the rebounds or the assists? He can go off in either one of those and leave one of those with a lot to be desired. So typically when I look at LaMelo Ball, it's either go all in with like a triple-double where he has a monster night or you want to take the points, rebounds, and assists because there are nights that he could have 24 points, 16 assists, and five rebounds. Like, now hold on here. Like, you know, how is this going to happen? Or 24 yeah. points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Like, man, I didn't even get that double-double, but he had a sensational night. Those can happen. I like points, rebounds, and assists tonight for LaMelo Ball. But I can see the point of a double-double. He's one of those guys that I just talked about with Joel Embiid. He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to have a night here that's going to have mm -hmm. 16 points, three rebounds, and two assists. He's a stat-stocking stuffer, and he'll do that. Yeah, and, and I think also the points prop specifically, if you wanted to narrow it down to that, post-break, he shot the ball 16 times, 24 times, and 18 times. He's been letting it rip right now. If the efficiency there is for the mellow ball, he 19.5 for a points prop to hit the 20 marker makes a lot of sense. I like you. While I think plus 250 isn't bad for a guy that could either do it with rebounds or assists, it's just not been happening happening consistently enough right now for me, Donnie, to feel good about that number. One last game to talk about uh, here. Now, we don't have, uh, you know, the Devin Booker props yet, which I'm going to be interested to see. But, Donnie, are you surprised that the Phoenix Suns are still laying a number of this caliber here to the Portland Trailblazers? 13 and a half for Phoenix at home tonight now. Total checking in. At 228, I mean, we are talking about a monster, monster number here. What do you think about this game? It's an interesting one. Like, what are the models that we're taking a look at at why we're quantifying, like, a 13-and-a-half? Because take a look at FanDuel yeah. Sportsbook actually opened this game up at 12-and-a-half, now sits at 13, maybe even closing higher. Is it just based on the totality of the season where Portland was just, you know, a bad basketball team and Phoenix with Chris Paul was running wild? And how much is Chris Paul actually factoring into these lines? Because when I see this line, and sometimes that first inclination is, I don't want to lay 13 points, which means Phoenix has to win by 15 points. Mm -hmm. And with the Phoenix Suns, it's not about style points, as we like to say down the stretch. They just want to win and keep it moving here and not get injured and hold their place as the number one overall seed in the West. I do nothing but look at the pit. And again, Triple H's not a good basketball team by any stretch. But again, I don't want to lay 15 points per se with the Phoenix Suns here. It's a lot of it's a lot to lay. These two Portland games post break are nuts 
132 to 95 at home versus Golden State, 124 to 92 at home versus Denver. Now on the road, Phoenix, we saw them smash OKC by 20. I, and I'm, I usually don't like this, Donnie, but I actually think you might be better off laying a 13 spot here tonight at home with the Phoenix Suns. The early line closes out with Listen Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the day right here for the early line. Series SXM Channel 159 right here on the grid. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh carrying it through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after. Now, yesterday, we were all Major League Baseball up. It looks like there's a deadline now that certainly wasn't met. But today, we take our sights here on the NFL. So you people, listen up. Yes, it's the NFL, and I love the NFL, and the Combine is here. And, yeah, I don't care. I don't care one I owed about the Combine, and neither should you. What's the point of it here? The cone drill, running fast in shorts, meeting up in Indianapolis so we can have a spicy shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's or whatever steakhouse that these people are going to out there. I mean, these people, we're talking about front office guys, ownership groups, agents. Come on now. Who made the combine anymore? And it hasn't outlived its actual usefulness because the big-time players, they're not showing up. But you know what we're showing up to get here? As I said, who can bench press the most? Who's going to do a medical report? Or how about asking ridiculous questions to prospects just to see how they're going to answer said questions? Now, here's one of my favorite things. And this is coming from my Philadelphia Eagles, who might be in the market for a quarterback. So they had Sam Howe in one of their meetings. And they asked Sam Howe, was any questions asked if there were any strange questions from these teams? And he said, no strange questions, but said the Eagles had him shoot a basket on a mini hoop, which he said, he only made 205. Wonderful. 
Isn't this exactly what we're paying these guys to go out here for the Philadelphia Eagles? Hey, look, we're looking for a quarterback. You know what makes a good quarterback? Shoot this mini basketball on a mini hoop and see how many you can make. Because if you make 505, we'll move you up our draft board. There is no use for the combine anymore. If I owned an NFL team, none of my scouts, anybody would show up at the combine. We would stay home and get inside the tapes and make prudent choices as opposed to guys shooting basketballs in a mini hoop. Unbelievable. But you know what's not? Ben Stevens, the morning after, coming up next, right here on The Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.